At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. This is Greg Peterson experience on VSIN, the sports betting network, and we've got three tremendous hours for you as we're another day closer to the Super Bowl and another day in which it's been sort of detente on the line as. We haven't seen a lot of movement there, but that said, we're getting closer and closer, and we've got more and more perspectives on the Super Bowl coming your way tonight on the Greg Peterson Experience. As we get that in about 15 minutes, as Tom Casali does great work over at Action Network, and likewise for Mark Drumheller over at Yahoo Sports, they are going to be joining me. We're going to be taking a look at the Super Bowl. We have also got Mark, who does a great job with the UFC. He's going to give us a pick or two for what he's taking a look at. And Tom also does great work in college basketball. And something that's underrated about college basketball, we always talk about the big-time college basketball Saturdays. The Thursday cards are typically big as well. You don't get as many of these big, flashy teams. It's not going to be full of a bunch of, like, Big 12 action or anything like that. It's, as I, I always like to call it, a lot of stake, not a lot of sizzle. I am a stand of Texas Roadhouse, so that sits very well with me. So we're going to be talking about a little bit of everything here in hour number one. Then in hour number two, Anthony DeBundo, he does great work at Action Network. He's going to be joining me. We're going to be taking a look at the Super Bowl with him, and he also does a solid job on the college basketball front as well. So we're going to give a few picks there. And then hour number three, we're going to be going a little bit more exotic because while we've got everything going on in terms of the Super Bowl out there in the great state of Arizona. What else we've got is the Waste Management Open. And Brad Thomas, who does great work over at NBC Sports Bed, he's going to give us a few golf picks for the weekend. He's going to give us a little EPL. And then he's going to go with the NFL as well. And I'm starting to realize this right now as I'm saying it aloud because we always think about the 16th hole at the Waste Management Open being like a party. There's an underrated rave culture out there in Arizona. And for those of you guys listening out there, you might agree because the Grand Canyon Antelopes, who are in college basketball, they do a solid job. Unfortunately, I do not think they are in action on Thursday. I mean, if you've ever been to a Grand Canyon college basketball home game, it is like a rave there. It is absolutely awesome. So very underrated party state in Arizona. That's what we like to see. And very underrated is taking a look at just some college basketball right now because obviously the Super Bowl is very big and hopefully we'll be having some more Super Bowl props for you guys as right now I am waiting for 
these numbers to meld a little bit more. I'm going to be taking a look at quite a few unders as I tell you right now, I'm on the under for the game, but something that I'm going to be trying to do just in terms of taking a look at things moving forward in college basketball is trying to not be stubborn, but at the same time be sort of remembering tried and true things that have brought me success. And that is something that is very, very difficult to do. And it's one of those very difficult things in terms of just being able to find that balance because there are always these teams that they sneak up on us and every time we trust them it feels like bad things happen and then there are times as well where you feel like man maybe I should buy into this team but they've hurt me in the past but we don't dive in on them and then we instantly regret it so it's all about finding that balance with this and the team that I'm referring to a team that I actually I'm starting to feel a little bit more high on in college basketball, but another letdown for them on Wednesday, it's the Tennessee Volunteers. Tennessee loses to Vanderbilt, a very big rivalry matchup in terms of Vanderbilt versus Tennessee, an underrated one, because I can tell you right now, I worked for the official flagship station of Vanderbilt Athletics for a year, so I know quite a bit more about this rivalry than most would, but it is a pretty big one out there in the great state of Tennessee. You saw Vanderbilt be able to get up for the first game. They were able to do a nice job of being able to put a little bit of pressure on Tennessee, but they weren't able to quite get the job done, didn't get quite a few, didn't get quite enough shots to be able to fall that first time around. They did get those shots to fall the second time around. Liam Robbins was very solid in this game. Vanderbilt gets it done by a count of 66-65, and Tennessee is just always that team that, I hate using the word fraudulent because I don't think that it should necessarily necessarily be used for sports and things like that, but this Tennessee team is fraudulent. I, I just have to call it what it is. Every single time you think that Tennessee has finally turned over a new leaf, and every single time you think this is the year that Tennessee is going to be able to get the job done, this is the year that Tennessee is going to be able to get things cooking, no every time and this isn't even a case in which they had one of those just pended five of 25 clunkers from three they actually shot it halfway decent in this game they went seven of 19 from three-point range sure it's not like some rambunctious three-point shooting night but you know what you shoot 36.8 percent from three-point range in this day and age of college basketball you're doing well for yourself but for tennessee it feels like every single time we look at this team and we think, all right, this is finally going to be their year. No. And it's really interesting to take a look at this SEC in general because I tell you right now, I gave out for the DK Nation pick Florida, getting nine points against Alabama. It turned out to be 10 when it was all said and done. Whether you had nine, whether you had 10, whether you had 19, whether you had 23, wasn't enough. Alabama, they were able to win. They were able to cover. They just completely curbs on Florida, and they're a team that they're right there in that boat with Tennessee because I still have my trust issues with them. You, you didn't expect to be hearing about trust issues on the Greg Peterson experience, but you know what? Is it, it is an experience for a reason, and you know what? You're getting trust issues. You're getting picks. You're getting analysis. I can't provide a bag of chips because I cannot reach through your TV screen, through your radio, what have you, and give you that, so... Hopefully you're able to go to some sort of a convenience store and or a, a, I guess you'd call it just your pantry in general and be able to pull that out. But it's just really fascinating to take a look at this Alabama team because they're a team that they played absolutely no defense whatsoever last year. I mean, it was just a disgrace. And I like Nate Oates. Nate Oates is a Wisconsin guy. So he's a someone that I always root for, but... Man, this team has been very special. And SEC play, Alabama, who, keep in mind, they play at warp speed compared to most. You've got 363 D1 teams. They're in the top five in terms of total possessions per game. So that's how fast they play. They have not allowed more than 70 points against a conference foe this year. They had that big giant stinker that they put up in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. But past that, they have been rock solid with their defense. But it becomes a point where, with a team like an Alabama, do you go back on what you have seen from them in the past, which is every single time things start to look good with the defense, it goes straight down the toilet bowl, or do you pivot? Because I have 
been on sort of the same side of both. Many of you guys may recall my first few years here at VEASAN, year number one, I gave out the worst of the worst NCAA tournament winners ever. That was the 2018 NCAA tournament in my bracket. I still remember it. I had a bad NCAA tournament. So for those of you guys that you've got ups and downs with college basketball, it doesn't get much worse than this. In 2018, I picked Virginia to win the NCAA tournament. Virginia lost to UMBC in the first round that year. Guess who I came back with in 2019? Virginia. I had trust issues with them, but as the seasons had went along, as I was seeing them more, I was like, you know what? I need to bury the hatchet with Virginia. What they did to me in 2018 was not good to say the least. There should be a horror film put out on just how bad that was, but you know what? I am watching them. I am liking what I'm seeing, and I'm sort of at that crossroads right now with Alabama, and I'm sure that many people are as well, and it's a big reason why I'm a little bit more of a game-to-game better because I do think that matchups always make fights, and that doesn't matter whether it's obviously in boxing, UFC, what have you, or if it's in baseball, if it's in the NFL, and that's why the Super Bowl is just so hard to peg because you take a look at the matchup itself between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. And it does feel like both teams are very equal on many fronts. You've got a little bit of a better quarterback, one fully healthy with the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sorry, Philadelphia Eagles fans, but I think that it's hard to debate Patrick Bones being better than Jalen Hurts. And also, sorry, Kansas City Chiefs fans, but I do think that it's very fair to say that the Eagles have certainly the better defense in this spot as well. So it sort of irons out there and, That's why it makes it so gosh darn difficult to take a look at, but just being able to gauge, all right, is now the time where I finally buy in on this team? Have they shown me enough for me to recognize that this is not the same team that hurt me in the past? Should I go back to them or should I just continue to be having the block button on my phone and say, nope, I don't care. I recognize that. You are trying to give me flowers here, Alabama. I am not going to be willing to accept them because I know that behind those flowers is a whole bunch of lies. And I mean, it's very fitting that Valentine's Day is coming up within the next few days. Gentlemen, do not forget about Valentine's Day or else it might not be a really relatively good experience for you in general. And I think that that's an additional VSIM pro tip. In order to be very successful with your handicapping, you have to keep the people in your lives very, very happy and satisfied because then you're able to take the time out to be able to do all this handicapping, to be able to do all of your work in terms of sports, be able to enjoy what you love. You have to be able to do that as well. But it is something that is being wrestled with right now, and there's going to be a lot of those teams this year in college basketball because things are as wide open as wide open gets. There is not that true number one team unlike we have seen in past years but there are two very clear number one and number two teams in the nfl what order you have them in that is the question because the super bowl it is going to be an incredible one on sunday and we've got two great gentlemen to be able to take a look at this game next mark Miller over at yahoo sports and tom casali over at action network they join me to break down the big game next here on the greg peterson experience on vsin the sports betting network At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Billy Walters is the Michael Jordan of sports betters, and he reveals in his upcoming tell all book in a one hour special here on VSN, the sports betting network. All about it as Brent Musburger sat down with Walters this week to discuss his life growing up in Kentucky, moving out to lovely Las Vegas, how he rose to fame as Vegas' most feared sports better, his relationship with golfer Phil Mickelson, his time in prison, and so much more. This sounds juicy. Go to vcin.com for a sneak peek, including Walters' lean for Sunday Super Bowl, and tune in for the full interview. That's going to be at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock p.m. Pacific. Here on VSIN, that is on Thursday. As we're back here on the Great Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network, and it is great to be joined by our guests. We've got Tom Casale, who does great work over at Action Network. Likewise, for Mark Drummeller, who does amazing work at Yahoo Sports, and you're able to catch all the picks that we're going to be giving out here on VSIN.com slash picks as well. And gentlemen, it is always great to have you aboard. And Tom, first things first, want to get your thoughts on just what you're taking a look at in terms of the Super Bowl. And if your mind has changed at all within the last week and a half, because for me, because I do think that is such a evenly matched game, in my opinion, that I thought maybe I would be having a little bit of a change on how I view this game within the last week and a half. I can tell you right now for me, just not a lot of change as a, as of right now for myself. Yeah, me either. You know, this is, listen, I can't argue against anybody who's on the opposite side of me. Like you said, it's a pretty even matchup. I I like the Eagles. I I think they have a big edge on the offensive line. You know, the, everyone talks how the Eagles got lucky last week. Well, the Chiefs kind of got a break, too, because the Bengals were down three starting offensive linemen. Now, I know it didn't show against Buffalo, but remember, that game was played on turf in the snow, and that can impact pass rush. We saw it last week. The Chiefs really abused them with the pass rush. I don't think that's going to happen against the Eagles. You know, the Eagles, to me, have the blueprint to beat Patrick Mahomes. They not only take time off the clock, they finish with touchdowns. Number three in the NFL scoring touchdowns in the red zone. Then they have the second. They have the pass rush. 70 sacks this year. They can put pressure on Mahomes. Some receivers are are nicked up. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a competitive game, but I think there's a couple advantages there for the Eagles. Yep, and Mark, I know that you've got behind you, if you're watching on vcin.com, oftentimes a lot of Philadelphia Eagles gear. What do you make out of this matchup between the Chiefs and the Eagles? Because with the Eagles, I do think that they've got the better players up front, but with the Kansas City Chiefs, one fully healthy, and I think that that's a big caveat with this, I do think that they certainly have the best quarterback in the NFL as well, which makes this just such a tough Super Bowl to read. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, but, you know, I'm with Tom. We went to the same school of trench warfare, and that's really what this is about, man. It's about, you know, you look at the Eagles and that defensive line. You know, they have four people ranked in PFF's top 10, and the guy who wasn't Landon Dickinson, oh, he went to the Pro Bowl as a first selection. So, you know, they got some guys up front that can really wear on you, and that's going to be a big deal here because Kansas City, you know, Clev Analytics had some – incredible stats regarding the Kansas City defensive front. You know, they haven't faced a team in the top 13 of rush EPA all year. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles have have recorded the highest rushing success rate over the past five years. So 
Um, you know, and there were just some other things in there. They've had to eat. The Kansas City's had the easiest slate um, of opposing rushing offenses this year based on opponent EPA. So um, it this is, you know, this is not the Cincinnati offensive line. They did a great job of bottling up Joe Mixon, but it's going to be a massive challenge for them. And what's going to happen is if the Eagles are able to run the ball successfully and get down the field, um, Casey also very poor in the red zone from a defensive standpoint. So they're going to be putting up seven. It's going to be a lot of pressure on Mahomes. But more importantly, it's going to be keeping the defensive line fresh for the Eagles. And those fresh legs are going to be able to chase after Mahomes and kind of keep him, you know, running for his life. So um, I, I just think that's going to be the difference in the game. I expect it to be close and competitive as well. But I just think the Eagles in the trenches are just going to be too much here for uh, for Kansas City. And Mark, I know that you just used the phrase being able to put up seven. Does that put you on the over or the under in this game? Because I do think that that is a fascination like I personally, because both of these quarterbacks, they do sort of have their injury concerns. As a result, I do think that especially early on, they're going to look to build confidence for both of these guys, get them just lathered up in the game in general. I do think that that lends quite a bit more to the under and that's a side that I'm leaning. What are you saying in terms of the total? Yeah, I'm with you, uh, you know, and listen, you know, like I said, the red zone defense isn't good, but it's going to help the Eagles, you know, matriculate down the field, long sustaining drives to keep Mahomes on the sidelines, keep the defense fresh. And I think that's what you're going to see here. Keep that clock running. Right. But when you look at both defenses, what do they like to do? Right. They like to keep everything in front of them. That's how Jonathan Gannon runs his scheme. That's what Steve Spagnola does. Both teams in the top eight Eagles, sixth Kansas City, eighth in limiting explosive pass plays. So um, I think they're going to take away the stuff over the top. They're going to see who can, you know, go down the field consistently without making mistakes, without getting sacks, without getting holding calls, without turning the ball over. And I just think the Eagles defense is going to be more disruptive in that type of game script. So I expect them to get the, you know, negative drive killing plays there um, on defense and, and kind of keep the, you know, chains moving, the you know, the clock running. And I, I think this one will be close, but I think it'll stay under the total. I agree with you. And where do you stand on the total, Tom? Because I do take a look at both of these teams, and I do think that for the Chiefs, they do an okay job of being able to rush the passer. And I do think that there's still a few question marks with Jalen Hurts, and no question about it. With that injured ankle of Patrick Mahomes, he can say all that he wants. You can hear everything humanly possible about it, but I have to believe that that high ankle sprain, it is still going to be affecting him in this game, and we're not going to be seeing him fully at 100%, and I do think that that is going to cause the Chiefs to perhaps change your game plan just a little bit and run the ball a tad bit more. Yeah, and no matter how you slice it, both quarterbacks won't be 100%. We don't know what percent, but it's not 100 uh, I didn't think Hertz looked very good against the 49ers. He missed a couple of open receivers. He's had a couple of weeks to rest that shoulder. My problem with taking an over 51 is Super Bowls tend to start off slowly. You know, I've had, I was fortunate enough to cover the Giants Bills Super Bowl and just being there, like I was shaking. Like the moment is so, it's so much bigger than any other game. And I think sometimes it takes these guys 10 to 12 minutes of game time just to settle down a little bit. And when you're looking at a total of 51, you know, if you have a couple drives that kind of kind of peter out there, you're then you're you know you're behind the eight ball. So I'm with you guys. I think the total's always a little bit inflated in the Super Bowl anyway, because we know that that's what people want to bet. So I think it's going to be you know 24, 20 in that kind of range. Yep, I think that that is a very good read on. All of our fronts, it seems like we're all on this together. And I do agree with you because there's a lot of people that are going to be betting the Super Bowl that typically don't have a lot of plays out there. And when you go to a Super Bowl party, a lot of people don't want to be that guy or gal that's like, yes, all right, another nice, good, hearty punt. That is good for my under. There's a lot more people that they like to root on touchdowns. They like to root on big exclusive big explosive plays and I do think that both of these quarterbacks being affected is a little bit of the game script for me because if I'm taking a look at odds win MVP I do not have any sort of bet on it just yet but I want to be looking away from the quarterbacks just because you're not necessarily getting too much plus value on it and it feels like Mark you're sort of looking in that neighborhood as well and you have taken a little bit of a shot on a player that is a little bit further down the board. 
Yeah, so, you know, I wrote up A.J. Brown at 35-1 to 1 before the conference championship. So I had a little bit on that already. That doesn't do anyone good any good right now, right? we got to look at, you know, the numbers that are in front of us. So I did follow it up with some Miles Sanders at 30-1. to 1. I think the Eagles' rushing attack is going to be the story of the game. Sure, Jalen Hurts is going to get his on the ground and through the air. But I really think that that's going to be the difference here. And it, it, it sets up for Miles Sanders to really have a big game to where he can get over – you know, in that 120 to 100 and possibly 50-yard range uh, type of game that would kind of give him the award. And I think, you know, if you ask me who's more likely to win the award, Jalen Hurts. But at 30-1, to 1, I'm going to take a shot with Miles Sanders, knowing that that's probably the Eagles' only clear path to victory is that running game. I do think that that is a really good read because with the Philadelphia Eagles, they are going to be looking to build things up on the ground. And, Tom, do you have any sort of a play with regards to Super Bowl MVP as of right now? Because I can tell you right now, I do not, so don't feel bad if you don't. But is there any sort of a read that you've got on the award? Well, I hate to be boring, but Mark and I see this game exactly the same because <laughs> my props are all – I'm on Kenneth Gainwell. I thought his opening numbers at four and a half carries and 16 and a half yards were too low. And I agree with Mark. I think it's going to be a three-headed monster. I think they're going to try to mash the Chiefs, keep these backs fresh. So I think you're going to get a couple of guys get carries. But I don't mind his Sanders pick at all because I think that's how the Eagles are going to want to attack them is run the ball right down their throat. So I think we really see this game the same way. I like it because I do think that with the Philadelphia Eagles, they are going to be looking to really matriculate the ball via the ground game. So I do agree with all of you guys. And I like a Kenneth Gainwell over myself. So we're going to be all taking a look at that. And coming up next, we've taken a look at a lot of the mainstream bets for the Super Bowl. We're going to take a look at a few props. And I know that Mark Drummeller has a pick on the UFC as well. That's up next here on the Great Peterson Experience. I'm Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Great Peterson Experience is presented by Zenicity Pouches, which is the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or they don't provide the satisfaction that you are looking for, but Zen nicotine products, they are a little bit different because Zen is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco leaf free. Plus it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zen online or find a store that is nearest you at Zen.com. That is Z-Y-N.com today. And a warning that this product contains nicotine and nicotine, it is an addictive chemical. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Great to be rejoined by Tom Casale, who does great work at Action Network. Likewise for Mark Drummeller over at Yahoo Sports. And Mark, I know that you've got a few touchdown props that you're taking a look at for the Super Bowl. Take me through the guys that you have fired in on to perhaps be able to find the end zone in this game. Yeah, I started with A.J. Brown plus 120. Um, I really like A.J. Brown. I have a lot of success against this Chiefs defense. They want to play a lot of press coverage. And I don't know if anyone's ever seen A.J. Brown, but you're not pressing that guy. I mean, he's going to he's gonna have his way with the Chiefs cornerbacks. And, and probably you'll see, like, a, you know, especially in the red zone, like, I just think Hurts does a conservative effort to try and get him, the, you know, involved and get him the ball. So I think in a game this big, when they get down in that red zone, um, I think he's going to be looking A.J. Brown's way. And I, I think, you know, it's just the size advantage he has over the corners and the physical strength. Um, if they try pressing him, he's going to be able to to get loose there. And then also, you know, I, I did take a shot on Travis Kelsey, like everybody else. Um, when you, you know, he's just been an absolute monster in the postseason, uh, three touchdowns in two games. And then, you know, if you, his last Super Bowl, that loss against uh, Tampa Bay, he had like 15 targets, you know, and it's just he is the offense. It's him and Mahomes, two man games. So um, I think it makes a lot of sense to, you know, take a shot there with Kelsey as well. I do think so as well, and I know that you, Tom, you ever really taken a lot, a lot of a look at touchdown props, but I know that there's a few lesser guys that you're taking a look at to be able to have bigger games in this one, which is something I really do like because you've got so many guys that are mainstream, like Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. You take a look at all those props, but I know that you've went a little bit further down the board for some of these lesser guys to be able to have a big game in this one. 
Yeah, you know, I mentioned I had Kenneth Gainwell. I had his over rushes and over yards. Uh, I, I like I took uh, Quez Watkins over 12 and a half yards. He's gone over this number 10 times this season, and I just thought it was a little light. I, I know he doesn't get a ton of targets, but he only needs probably the way he runs routes, one catch in this game to hit over that. You know, in terms of the touchdown scores, I think all three running backs are live. You, you know, uh, Mark mentioned Miles Sanders. He's obviously going to be the top of your list to get a touchdown. But I also think Gainwell and Boston Scott, there's three games in a row that he got now two of those were against the Giants. So well, we know Boston Scott's going to score against the Giants. But I just think the Eagles are going to have a lot of opportunities in the red zone where they really like to run the ball. And I do agree with Mark. I think, you know, I was on A.J. Brown last last game against the 49ers. Hurts missed him with a wide open shot early. Then they didn't have to throw the football anymore. But I do think Brown would have had a big game against the 49ers if the game was more competitive and look for him to make up for that in the Super Bowl. And I'll pose this to you as well, Tom. When it comes to taking a look at more of these bigger-name players, because I know that you've went a little bit further down the list, something that I absolutely love, and I myself am trying to take a look, a little bit more of a look if I'm looking at overs with some of these lesser guys. Like the one that I've got right now is Kenneth Gainwell. Those that are looking at vsa.com slash fix, probably a little bit disappointed that I haven't taken a lot of player props quite yet. But the big reason why is because I'm waiting on some of these numbers to get sort of jacked up a little bit more, a bunch of over money coming in on guys like Jalen Hurts, someone like a Travis Kelsey, what have you, and then firing on the under in the last minute. Is this an approach that you might be willing to take, or is this just one of these ordeals where you're taking a little bit more of a look at the lesser guys and you don't want to be fading a guy like a Travis Kelsey? No, I agree with you. That's why I took someone like Gainwell early, because I had a feeling those numbers were going to go up a little bit. But you look at some of the other guys, like, I listen, I love Isaiah Pacheco. I love him more than the Chiefs do. The guy can't get the football. You know, like, I know he's a popular bet in the Super Bowl, but how many carries is he going to get? The He couldn't get carries when Mahomes couldn't walk. You know what I mean? So that's a guy I might look to take some unders on, even though I like him as a player. Uh, you know, and, and I also think, Kelsey's too he's too dangerous I, I you can't it's hard to bet under on Kelsey they just throw the ball to him too much but I don't know how much these receivers are going to do outside of Eldez Scantling I just I, I think Tony's going to play probably five plays and limp off so I think some unders on the Chiefs receivers are also, also worth a look to your point on Travis Kelsey in that game that we saw against the Jacksonville Jaguars a few weeks ago he had more catches than Isaiah Pacheco had rushes. I mean, that guy, he gets the ball no matter what. And if you have some sort of a calamity happen with the Kansas City Chiefs, let's hope that there's no injury that mars this game or anything like that. Guess who Chad Henney is probably going to be looking to? Travis Kelsey. So I am in full agreement with you there. And then, Mark, are there any other player props that you've been taking a look at? Because I know that you took a look at sort of the MVP market. I know that you've got a couple anytime touchdowns. Any guys in terms of more just raw yards? Yeah, you know, I took a look at a couple guys on the Chiefs and, it, you know, sort of kind of piggybacking off what Tom said. You know, it, a lot of the offense is Kelsey, right? But when we look at the Eagles attacking defense and their aggression and, and how Reed's going to counter that, you know, he's going to have to get the screen game cooking. And that's where I think Jarek McKinnon comes in. Um, I have him over 20 and a half receiving yards. Uh, you know, I think he's a great bet because they can rely on him. Like he's really worked and improved on his pass protection, which they're going to need in this game with this Eagles rush defense. So having him on the field more, getting more targets makes a ton of sense. Um, so I like McKinnon just because of the screen game to go over the 20 and a half rushing yards. And I like Valdez Scantlin longest reception over 19 and a half. Um, he's really kind of developed as the big play guy there for the Chiefs. We saw that huge game against the Bengals, 116 yards, average 19 yards per reception in that game. Now we're getting longest reception at 19 and a half here. Um, I think, you know, Chiefs are going to have to make some big plays because they're going to get caught with some negative plays. So I think that's where Scantlin becomes a good bet. I do think that he's a pretty solid bet as well. We've seen him be able to really have a relatively solid postseason as well, and it feels like he's starting to find his footing with the Kansas City Chiefs. And then, Mark, is there anything else that you're waiting on in terms of the Super Bowl that you have yet to fire in on, but it might be a play that you make by week's end? 
Yeah, just kind of keeping an eye on the numbers. You know, I did play like a little bit of a long shot. Um, I did play, you know, first score uh, Eagles rushing touchdown at plus 400. Um, You know, we know how the Eagles operate, right? They want to get out to an early lead. They want to establish the run, move down the field. We saw that against San Francisco. This This is a team, San Francisco, one of the best rushing defenses in the NFL. They scored four rushing touchdowns on them, right? And they're one of the best first half scoring teams in the league. So, um, you know, I thought that made a lot of sense. Like, you know, it's, it's, listen, it's one of those, you know, long shot, you know, it's four to one, but you know, I think the Eagles, especially if they get the ball can really dominate the line up front, get down the field and punch it in on the ground. So you don't have to zero in on a specific player. You just Eagles rushing touchdown four to one, um, you know, for that to be the first score. And Tom, same question to you. Is there anything that you've yet to fire in on that perhaps by weekend you are going to? Yeah, well, I'm going to back heads. The, you know, Greg, I think tails is always overvalued here <laughs> in the in the Super Bowl. Everyone likes to say tails never fails, and they bet tails. I'm a contrarian in the Super Bowl, Greg. I'm going to go heads. I always go heads. Um, and then I, I like, I, I'm with, again, I, I hate to be boring, but me and Mark, Mark kind of see in this game the same way. I think the Eagles scored two-plus touch, uh, rushing touchdowns in this game. So that's another prop I'm looking at. Absolutely. And Mark, I know that you're going to be getting out of here after this segment. Tom, you're going to be sticking with me for some college basketball. But Mark, on the way out, I know that you've got a few plays for UFC 284. Going to be going out there in Australia. And this time we've got a UFC card that is at a little bit of a more normal time. Take me through a pick that you're looking at in terms of this UFC card. Yeah, we can go with the main event. I mean, we can go Islam um, Makachev, you know, against Alexander Volkanovsky. Volkanovsky, a huge dog here. Um, I played Makachev inside the distance. Uh, you know, I, I just think that with Volkanovsky moving up in weight, um, it, it's going to pose a lot of problems because Makachev, you know, his whole game is he's great striking defense. He just tries to get you to the ground, control you on the mat. And we've seen Volkanovsky, like, even in his own weight class, you know, kind of have struggle, get taken down a couple times by Ortega, a couple times by Mendez, and get put in some precarious positions. So um, I do expect Islam Makachev to have his way, um, you know, with Volkanovski in the fight. And instead of laying the big number there, I decided to play the inside the distance. I think it's solid at minus 155. I do think that it is very solid. And what's even more than solid is all the great work that you do, Mark. I know you do a nice job taking a look at the UFC, taking a look at all forms of football. And, hey, we got there on Sam Houston State about a week or two ago as well That's in right. college basketball. Yes, we did. Sam, I yes, am always getting the job done for us. Always appreciate it, Mark. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. And we were referring to Sam Houston State in college basketball. And coming up next, Tom Casalia does great work at Action Network. He's going to be rejoining me. We're going to be taking a look at what is a pretty solid Thursday slate of college basketball next, right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Banking Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Next weekend will be the last weekend of football, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be, as you could win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing in our exclusive Bet Rivers Squares. This football season plays $10 or more in qualifying bets, and you get a square on the house. If your numbers on the square match up with the final score of the game, you win restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligibility bonus, and credit use. Full conditions and terms are available at BetRiversSquares.com. We're back here. I'm Greg Peterson. Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. Great to be rejoined by Tom Casali. Does great work over at Action Network. And Tom, you do a great job on the front of the NFL, but you also do a nice job taking a look at college basketball. And this is a game that caught your eye, and I do think that it's a very fascinating one involving two teams that, if they make it to the NCAA tournament, they could be a little bit feisty. The Rage Occasions of Louisiana are on the road facing off against Southern Miss. Southern Miss opened up as a two-point favorite. Where I sit at Circa, it's a little bit of an outlier number of a three, seeing a lot of two and a halves in the market. Where do you stand on this game? Because I take a look at this spot, I do think that it's a little bit of a revenge spot for Southern Miss, but at the same time, three or more, which is what I'm seeing at Circa, that's my buy point on Louisiana. Yeah, I agree. These are two teams I've been following closely all season. I really enjoy watching them. I like their style of play. I mean, boy, if you look at the metrics on these two teams, it's like looking into a mirror. They're almost identical. Southern Miss, like you said, revenge spot, playing at home where they're really, really tough. Boy, this is going to be a fun game. I, I, I would say three. I agree with you because this could come down to one possession at the end. They're just, it looks like it's just an evenly matched game between two really good teams. If, if you haven't seen these two teams play, like Greg said, the, if one of these teams gets in the tournament, they're going to be a tough first round out. I think Louisiana's a little bit more talented. I lean them, but I agree with you. Got to get the three for me to bite. Yep. I do think that just having a three at the end of the game, rather than a two, because Typically, if a team is down three with about 45 seconds remaining, they are not going to be in foul mode. Meanwhile, if you're down like five, something like that, then you get the whole foul game. And that can be very, very rambunctious. That can be a situation that you don't want to be in and sweating, to say the least. So I do think that that is, if there is a critical number in college basketball, three, I think, is that. Also, out there in the Sun Belt, I'm not sure if you've got any sort of an opinion on this James Madison versus Georgia Southern game, but... It feels like the numbers on James Madison have been a little bit diminished. They got out to that really hot start to the season, and then they tapered off. They were dealing with an injury to one of their top scorers in Vado Morris. Now they've got him back in the fold, and they're between a four to four and a half point favorite here on the road against Georgia Southern. And this just to me feels like a little bit too short of line. I'm not sure if you have any opinion. No worries if you don't, but I feel like on James Madison, these numbers have gotten just a little bit too short. Yeah, one thing, you know, James Madison, like you said, has turned it around a little bit. They've won four in a row. Georgia Southern's lost four in a row. And interesting, the, the, they had a four-game road trip. Sometimes, you know, I'm a big believer after those road trips. I like to fade the team when they return home <laughs> because they've been on the road. It's been a long stretch, and they come home, and they don't quite have the juice yet. And they're playing a James Madison team that's really going to harass them defensively, uh, create turnovers, get it on the run. I, to me, this is two teams going in opposite directions. I think you know James Madison was one of the most talented teams, one of the best teams in the Sun Belt earlier in the season. Like you said, they hit some injury problems. They seem to be back on track here. I wouldn't be surprised if they go on the road and win this game by double digits. And I think that that is an excellent VEASAN pro tip right now. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You're able to take a look at these by sport and by show. Because something that I'm going to be talking about a little bit later on is some of these teams that 
awkwardly played on Monday on the Big Sky. I'm going to be looking to fade a few of them. Look at the scheduling spot. Look at teams that are coming off of big road trips slash teams that are in the middle of big road trips and try to adjust your handicap a little bit for that travel and a little bit for that scheduling spot. Very important in college basketball. And I do think that this is a good spot for a team that lost over the weekend. Purdue, they're going to be playing us to Iowa. Iowa is between a 7 to a 7.5 point underdog. We're seeing a lot of 7s currently in the market. Where do you stand on this game? Because I take a look at Purdue losing that game to Indiana. I think that they're going to come out, be very angry at this Iowa team. And for Iowa, something that I've noticed with them, they have scored at least 75 points in every one of their home games this year. They have not been that same offense on the road, though. Yeah, I really like Purdue in this spot, too. I haven't bet it yet. That's something I'm, I've am been looking at before we Numbers came actually coming down, so you're yeah. getting more so value that, now. That's what I was hoping, because, listen, I had Indiana. I feel like me and the whole world had Indiana on Saturday. But the reason I took Indiana was because I thought, thought they matched up well in the paint with Purdue. And no one's going to really match up with Edie, but in terms of height and what they do, rebounding the ball and defensively, Indiana is about as what good a matchup against Purdue as you're going to find, especially at home. So I think coming back home, I'm just not a fan of this Iowa team, especially on the road. I think you're actually getting a good number here with Purdue. I think they win this game easily. That's a game I'm most likely going to be on laying the number. Yep. I think that we're in lockstep on that one. I set Purdue more around a nine point favorite. So being able to get now a seven, I think that this is a number that might be coming down even further as we take a look throughout the night. That is something that it very much does appeal to me. And then we've got to be going out to the West Coast as well because I do think that it's really interesting. Some of these games that we are going to be finding in the Pac-12. And I take a look at the Sanford team getting bet up from a, being a one and a half point favorite to being between three and three and a half. And I recognize that Sanford has actually won five out of their last six games. I just could never buy into Sanford though. I mean, maybe it's just... Me having an irrational hate towards Stanford because every single time I have backed them, it feels like every single time they have not come through for me. But I take a look at this Arizona State squad. Been a really rough stretch for them, but they've still been playing relatively solid on defense. And with the Stanford team, I can't buy into them until I actually see Harrison Ingram start to live up to his billing. And that has yet to happen. Yeah, this is a tough one for me because I thought Arizona State would be a little bit better in the Pac-12 than they have been. You know, they started the year off strong. Uh, They only had three losses going into the new year. Uh, Since then, you know, it's been five losses. The only win in their last six games was against Oregon State. I don't even know if you can count that. Hmm. So the I just don't think they're playing well. I, I agree with you. Stanford, to me, is a team I faded a couple times this year. I just can't trust the way Arizona State's playing right now, so this is going to be a pass. Yep, I don't blame you for not wanting to take a look at that one as that's going to be a little bit more of a grody one, and this (laughs) is one that just stands out to me. Gonzaga is a 14-point favorite against San Francisco, and I recognize that San Francisco is not a team that is going to be what they were last year. Last year, they were in that 8-9 matchup against Murray State. This is not the same San Francisco team of a season ago, but San Francisco, the last time these two teams met, they led by 10 at the half. They lost by two points, and I don't think it was any sort of a fluke by any stretch of the imagination. Gonzaga is playing the Ole style of defense right now. Certainly the offense has been there for them, and with the way that Gonzaga has been playing, 14 seems like way too many in my opinion. I agree with you. You know, San Francisco just played at St. Mary's, which is a tough place to play. They lost by nine. The They lost by two to Gonzaga earlier in the year. This Gonzaga team just doesn't have it. You know, I, I wasn't overly high on them. Uh, they got to like 25, 30 to one to win it all. I thought there might be some value there, just depending on how they match up in the NCAA tournament. But what we saw against St. Mary's is going to be their problem from now until March. Outside of Timmy, Where's the scoring going to come from in these tighter games? You know, the guard play just isn't there. I saw that first game. I got to be honest with you. From what I saw, Gonzaga is not 14 points better than San Francisco. They're just not. I think San Francisco, their style gives Gonzaga trouble, too. They can beat them off the ball. Too many points. I I think if Gonzaga was in a bigger conference with bigger name teams, 
the market might have adjusted by now. But I just think out west, when you play the Santa Clara and the San Francisco, you know, people are still going to think Gonzaga is going to route those teams. They're just not the same Zags team we've seen in the past. I, I think this number is too big. I'd make it more around 11. So I think there's value taking San Francisco. Oh, I do think that there's a ton of value as well. And there's always value getting you on the show, Tom. You do amazing work over at Action Network, taking a look at the NFL, taking a look at college basketball, and so much more. And always love because if you're able to view on vcin.com, you've got the UNLV jersey in the background, the North Carolina jersey back jersey in the background as well. Always do appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Enjoy, enjoy the games this weekend, and good luck in the Super Bowl. Same to you, Tom. Tom does absolutely tremendous work at Action Network, and he brought up a really good pro tip to take a look at. Beeson.com slash subscribe. You're able to sort these all by show and by sport, and it is to take a look at the scheduling spot. There are some of these teams that they've got long road trips, and they might be a little bit sleepy coming back home. You've got some teams that, are, that played on Monday, which they're not used to, and they're going to be playing on Thursday, especially out there in the big sky. That is something that I do take a look at, and it's something that I do cause for a little bit of an adjustment on my handicap on. So always do be taking note of that, and we'll be taking note of my DK Nation pick for college basketball next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.